you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Raising the Vibration on the Live Paranormal Radio Network. Please joining us at LiveParanormal.com and all of our affiliates, iHeartRadio.com, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM. There are more and more and more, and soon I will memorize them all for you. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 27-year talk radio host in Los Angeles. In four days, I get to say I'm a 28-year talk radio host in Los Angeles. Um, I'm a performing artist, and this show was created as an outreach for a nonprofit movement of peace and love and kindness and unity that I founded in 2016 after my mama's passing to sort of carry on her teachings, both spiritual and humane. And if peace and love and kindness and unity are the cornerstone words of RaisingTheVibration.org, then the cornerstone words of this particular show are ascend, evolve, inspire, and love. So basically, what are you doing to raise your own personal vibration? How is that adding to your overall spiritual involvement? And then how are you taking those two wonderful things that you're amassing in your life and using them to inspire others to get into the same place where you are to, 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 in essence, send the elevator down and, and bring people up with you. And then lastly, how much love are you throwing into the world? Because love is all there is and love is all that matters. And every week on the show, I gather people that I love and adore that really understand words like passion and service and are interested in talking about, amongst other things, what are you doing to make the world a better place? My guest today is a psychic medium and a healer and a teacher and really needs no introduction. She is the wonderful Echo Bodine. How are you, my friend? It's good to hear your voice. Gosh, Sheena. I love being here with you. I'm doing good, honey. We got a little heat I'm wave so going on here in Minneapolis. Oh, no. oh, God, girl. Yeah, the heat index is 109. Yes. Wow. So I just. Okay. Oh, my God. So I'm, why am I telling you this? I don't know. You know, Minnesotans, we talk about the weather all the time. So, of well, course, I have to tell it's a, you. It's a, it's a hot world, right? I finally um, gave the San Fernando Valley a little bit of a pause and moved back to the beach. Actually, to the home I grew up in, I now work from my mom's desk, which is so powerful. And uh, somewhere oh. there's my desk at the house in Sherman Oaks saying, what about me? And I love my desk, but there's something about the energy of being at my mom's desk that is so amazing and such a reminder of all the wonderful spiritual work that she did. Um, But here it's like we complain if it's like, oh, God, it's 74, we're so hot. You know, but the the, the humidity will kill you. But the Midwest, too, right? 
<clears throat> yeah, the humidity is awful. Yep. But we're all hanging in there. Yay! So, honey, how, so how, God, are you, how, how are you? I want to know about you. I'm, I'm fantastic. Things are good. I, I kind of came out of the spiritual closet with my gifts, and uh, I like to say now I just wear my underwear on the outside. And uh, oh. I'm, I'm really doing what I can in this crazy time, as I know you are too, yes. to heal yes. as many souls as possible, right? Because that's what it's all yes. about. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And how did you fare through the pandemic? Because obviously we were very needed, right? So we were called and worked a lot during that time because people needed mm-hmm. us. But it's also hard when you feel everybody's stuff. It's very difficult yep. sometimes to be in a time like that where we weren't only mm-hmm. in a global pandemic, but also in a very bizarre, what I like to call an astrological crisis at the same mm-hmm. time. And then, and that continues now, right? This last three or four months has just been a, a, just yeah. an astronomical shit show. And um, yeah. so how, how do you protect yourself so that you're out there on the front lines doing the work, but you're also not allowing it to penetrate you so you can stay strong to continue to do the work? Well, isn't that just a million-dollar question? Um, excuse me. Gosh, honey, what is the answer to that question? Um, you know, I did find that when the pandemic was going on, I really liked it because I was in my house. I was not in front of crowds of people. Um, people I, right. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel hold on by people um i think everybody was just kind of stunned and we were all going through it a day at a time nobody really knew what was going on when it was going to be over and um i don't know you know honestly i look back at that time in fondness because i the bummer was that i had to close my teaching center but you know what you know in closing it, I realized how burned out I was because I, I wasn't, I thought I was doing fine, but um, I got COVID right in the beginning and yes. was in the hospital twice. God, honey, got really, really sick. And it was after that when I um, came home from the hospital the second time, I just, I said, that's it. I'm taking a break. I, I'm not going to answer these emails. I'm just going to tell people I just, I need to be left alone and I need to heal. And so people did, they left me alone. And it was, it was actually a very nice time of just going within, reading a lot. I sewed a lot. I built gardens around my house. Um, it was a very healing time for me. And I think it was for other people too. You know, it's, it is mm-hmm. interesting now to kind of come out of it, even though, I don't know. You know, I saw somebody the other day with a mask on, and it was just, it was so strange. Almost like, why is that person wearing a mask? Um, and then and then my next thought was, oh, that's right. We just went through all that. So, boy, it's... Right, and our system went through it, right? I mean, a lot of, they almost reinstated masks here in Los Angeles because our numbers were climbing again. It's, it's a process getting out of this. It's going to be a process. I and I don't think the world 
ever going to go back to the way it was before. I think a lot of people are going to work at home from now on. I think businesses yep. have realized, like, wow, we can save a lot of money if we don't have to pay for an office and the coffee maker. Yep. And I think yep, that's yep. good for people. I think a lot of people are going to be doing their things either solely on Zoom or a Zoom platform mm-hmm. or Zoom Plus, right, like a Zoom in-person yep. and also Zoom. I don't think that Zoom is good, which is great because in everything you do, every workshop you teach, it incorporates yeah. an international audience, which is fantastic. I just don't think we're going to go back to the same way that it was. No, I, I completely agree. So many people, I saw a bunch of people this weekend at an event, and so many people asked me, well, when are you going to open up the center again? And I thought, oh, my God, no way, um, because I love Zoom. I mean, you're right, honey. I mean, we can have people on Zoom from all over the world, and oh, I love it. I It's so nice to just stay in your home and be able to teach on Zoom and meet lots of people from all over the place. So I agree. I agree. I mean, everybody I know that is they're now working out of their homes, people that used to go to offices. So everybody's pretty happy about it. Really, I know some people are saying, God, they're, they're dreading it. You know, they're hoping their boss doesn't say, okay, let's all go back to the office. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I don't think it's ever, you know, people keep saying, when are we going to get back to normal? Um, well, we're not going to get back to that. We're not going backwards. We're moving forward. And now we just have to figure out what that is. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, yes. and 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 where we are, and where we stand, and how we feel. A lot of people change careers. A lot of people yes. moved out of state into different places. Mm-hmm. A lot of people went home. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, were forced to sort of clean their closets ethereally and literally because yes. they had so much time on their hands they couldn't avoid it. Yes, a lot of yes. issues that I think. I talking my teaching about the difference between moving past something and moving through it. Mm-hmm. And I think we mm-hmm. often stayed so busy that we just moved past things, but we didn't actually yes. move through them, so we didn't really process them. Then suddenly yes. you're, you know, sitting on your bed with Netflix for two years, and all this <laughs> stuff starts coming up. There's no place to escape. And um, I think we've you had to move through right. a lot of our issues. Right? God, I think we've had to through a lot of our issues because yes. Uh, yes. there was no other choice, right? Yes, totally. Yeah. So, honey, yes. really, I so see I, it as a blessing. I do. I look at it I as do. a blessing. Uh, I do yes. 100%. I'm yes. not allowed to say that because a lot of people die. Yeah. And people, I remember I know. when I first started, I did an interfaith church service once a month. And I, people, when we were really in the midst of it and people were wanting to talk about the the spiritual ramifications of it, and yeah. I, I still did the stake say that I believe uh, the spiritual ramification is that um, COVID put us in a place where all of us had to experience the same thing at the same time, right? There was no... Race, gender, spirituality, region. COVID came for everybody, irregardless of who you were. 
Yes. And it made us see the one that really reinforced, reinforced what spirit is always hammering with me, which is the idea of one human family. But when I would talk yep. about that, people would get upset because they're like, well, what about the people that died? How dare you say there was some good in it? But everything in the world that is a bad, you have to look for the lesson in it and you have to look for the good, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, honey, I can't say that enough times to people. And, you know, okay, the people that died, you know what? They got, they're done. They, they were done with earth. They went back exactly. home. Exactly. They're home. Well, yeah, you we're don't upset about it, but they're not. That's the thing people don't seem to get is that when people people like always want to book sessions with me, and they're like, "Oh, is uh, is my is grandma sad that she's dead?" I'm like, honey, grandma's happy as can be. You're sad yeah. that she's dead. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, death is not a sad thing for the people that have died. It's those of us that are left behind, or that's how we think about yes. it. But God, really, a yeah. lot of people, you know, they're, oh geez, all the all the conversations about, oh, they were so old and oh, they got sick. Well, okay, well, all right. So COVID helped them release from the body and move back home. And looky, I mean, look at how lucky they are. But people, oh God, I mean, you know, you and I both know people do not look at it like that. Oh my God, that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. Is you know, they're no, lucky we have such and they. A hard we're such a hard time letting go. It's a, it's a strange yeah. thing that we do as people. We don't, yeah. I'll tell you an interesting story. And I've told this before, but I'm going to tell it because you're here. Um, when my mom was dying and we were so close that I thought for a long time, like I would die when she died. Cause I just didn't understand <laughs> why, what was the purpose of me being here be once she was no longer here. Yeah. And when we had already put her, we, me, I was the only relative. <laughs> we is me and a nurse had already put her in palliative care okay. and she was uh, had had the merced and was waiting for them to get the morphine up from the pharmacy so she was out mm-hmm. and i was holding okay. her hand and telling her how wonderful she was and all of a sudden i felt this feeling and i can only describe it as when you unlace an ice skate from both sides and okay. i started to panic because i started to feel this unlacing feeling and then i oh. realized letting me go oh and it was the most wonderful thing she could have done for me because you know two things happen and I think first it's very common once I saw her soul shoot out of her solar plexus um there was there was you know the body didn't even it didn't even feel like anything to me I didn't seem to have any connection to it 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 didn't even look like her it's strange how once the soul is gone it's really not the person anymore just a hot I know, and, honey. Um, the second thing was that I didn't grieve the way that I thought I would. Now, I mean, I've been grieving for six years. It's, I definitely grieve. But this right. feeling that people have, they want to throw themselves in the grave or I can't eat for yeah. six months. I mean, I literally went home, oddly enough, because this is the story of my life, went home, found out my dog was dying. And she died four hours later. Um and then, but, but, you know, animals, they don't want you to grieve for them. They unlace, too, because they know how to do it right, animals. Uh, uh-huh. We're the only ones that seem to be <laughs> challenged. Um, and yep. I, I did my radio show that day and did a tribute to her, and friends of mine called in from junior high and everywhere. Um, and this was six years ago, so I was almost 49 when she died. Um, okay. uh, 
I, I did two plays the month afterwards. I produced the play. I did a big birthday celebration because it was two weeks before my birthday. I didn't cancel anything because I knew she wouldn't want that. But I yes. was functional. I was a little numb, but I was functioning. And I really mm-hmm. believe it's because she let me go. And mm-hmm. I think that we all knew to do that, right? If you're dying, let your loved ones go with love as you go. If you're a living right. person, let that person go. You never have to let their soul go. You never have to mm-hmm. let their spirit go. But I see this a lot when I do chakra cleanses, and you probably do too, that, you know, in your solar plexus chakra, right, where you have a connection to living beings. After someone mm-hmm. dies, people are still hanging on to that tie. They're trying to have a tie with a living person, but the person's no longer alive. Yes, yes. And they're feeling all this misery. And you really have to cut that tie and then reconnect it the way that you do with someone who is now in spirit. So I think if we just didn't try to make people who have passed be alive and loved and accepted them for where they were, we'd have a lot less pain. I agree. I totally agree. But it's easier said than done. Right. People have such a hard time with death. Oh, boy. But, honey, you know what? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. When my mom died, I thought the same thing. I thought, well, I can't go on without my mom. I mean, I, yeah. I, I used to think if she dies, it was never when. It was if she dies, well, then I want to go, too, because I can't function without her. Well, and I'm just like you, honey. I, oh, okay. She, wow, she died. Wow. Um, and <laughs> I, I continued to you know, uh, and even – just the other day, I thought, wow, mom's been gone a long time, and I didn't think I could do this. And I don't know. I, you know, maybe maybe part of it is just the way we think about death that makes it easier. Because um, just like you said, honey, I didn't throw myself on the coffin. I didn't go, oh, my God. You know, it was, wow. I mean, it, it felt like a celebration. We had an open casket. Yeah. We had her hair in pink tails, and she had all of her pink clothes on. And, you know, it was just sweet. And, yeah, you're right. It was life-giving. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what they want when they pass. And I didn't only, like, survive. I thrived because Mm -hmm. I now had her in spirit in my corner to – Yes. Help me in ways that she couldn't even do when she was alive, and she was a hella powerful person. But you're never mm-hmm. as powerful as when you're in spirit. We're so limited here, right? Yes, yes, I mean, yes, we so, are. Um, I, I think if we tried to think about that, like you said, about people we lost during COVID, that them being happy and home, and not yes. something to just have to bear over. Right. Yes. I mean, be happy for them that they got to go. And uh, I don't know. I mean, they were so many older people died. But but really, I mean, what, what was next for them? It was, it was simply time to go. So I think yeah. I, I, I just think it was really cool that the whole world was going through the same thing at the same time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. we've never ever had a situation like that, at least not in my lifetime, where the whole world 
is going through the same thing. That was pretty dramatic. Jeez. I agree. Yeah. Well, but one human family, right? We couldn't say, I always say even World War II didn't touch some places on the planet. But COVID touched everywhere. Yes. It did. People working at a a research station in Antarctica were wearing masks because of COVID. I mean, there was nowhere you could have been that you weren't affected by it. So that made us realize that our common enemies are, you know, global warming and and, and disease and famine. And these Mm -hmm. are destroying our planet with too much technology. These these are our enemies. Our enemies are not each other. And I don't know that we got a lot of divisiveness in the world, but hopefully it started people thinking in the back of their minds that just because someone's different doesn't mean they're your enemy. Yeah, you're right. But, honey, then add all the, I'm going to say BS, around the election. I mean, throw that in on top of COVID. It was insane. It was, oh, my God, we went through hell. So, yes, yes, we're surviving. We're yeah. surviving. Yeah, we're here, right? And that's the most important yes, thing. Are. Yes, we are. It's uh, it's exciting. So, so what for right like right now today on our show, literally, what is the most yeah. uh exciting and rewarding thing about the work you're doing? What what's really lighting your fire right now? Oh boy, um. What is lighting my fire? You know, um, okay, my most recent book today in the stores, and Chip Coffey, as you saw, honey, Chip Coffey wrote the foreword. Um, Oh, I love that. I know, honey. It was so sweet. And um, the book, you know, that's what I'm excited about right now because it's really going to help people deal with death. I mean, look at death, talk about death. And the book is based on, okay, so of all the ghost busting jobs I've done over the last 30 years, whenever we went into a home that was haunted, um, and I'm saying we, I'm talking about my brother and I, we would go from room to room, look for a ghost. Ghost looks just like a person. Um, and we would walk up to the ghost and just say, you know, what's your name and why are you here? And the book is based on the six main reasons that ghosts told us while they were, why they were remaining, remaining earthbound. And, okay, you know, honey, they're, uh, the, the answers are very logical, very practical answers. But the thing I'm excited about is that it's getting people to talk about death. And, um, you know, I talk in there about the angels that I have worked with have always said to me, tell people to heal their stuff now before they die. Don't take their wounds home with them. Deal with their wounds here. And, yes. you know, ghosts are such a good example of souls who didn't take care of business, have a lot of wounds, and they just, they're too afraid to move on to the other side for one reason or another. So that's what I'm excited about is 
opening up the conversation about death and um, and why these folks. Okay, first of all, I, I just want to have the conversation with people that ghosts are people. They're people. They're not these demonic, horrible monsters who want us to believe. They are the soul of someone who has died and is saying, no, I don't want to go to the other side. And just that alone is, it's been good because it's been getting a lot of conversations going that I don't think would have taken place before. So that's what I'm right. excited well, about. Well, don't you think they fear that, um, they, they fear that, I don't want to say judgment, because that sounds so Judeo-Christian, and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe in judgment. But I do, as it's mm-hmm. been explained to me, believe that when you pass, everybody goes through an evaluation period, right? Which isn't a bad thing. It's just a, hey, here's how it was this time, and here's what we think. And it's either like rah-rah or, wow, not so great, or rah-rah and not so great, which is probably most of our lives. Um, And then you kind of get, I say, like released to the general population where you do whatever it is you do at home, and we all have a job we do there as well that we go back to, right, until it's time to Mm -hmm. come back and learn some more lessons. I think folks that fear that because they're worried they're going to get wrapped on the knuckles and um, yep. they fear that yep. evaluation period if they haven't yep. really learned any of their lessons or maybe if they have acted in a negative way, they fear that. So they put it off and put it off and put it off by staying here, you know? Yep. yep. But, you know, honey, one thing I have learned is that uh, because – I was, I've been under the impression for a long time that as soon as we die, shortly after we die, we do our life review. But um, I've been finding out from friends in the last year who have died that, no, they don't do it right away because they need clarity first. And first they have to, um, oh, like, clear themselves of layers of Earth's energy. And uh, it's very interesting. Um it's like, gosh, one of my students said one day uh, that her mom had died that morning, and she said she's probably taking her life review this afternoon. And my guide started laughing and said to me, are you kidding? And I said, what? And they said, no, the, the soul needs clarity first. You can't, they, they're still too embroiled in their physical life to um, dive into it they need to step away from it for a little bit so they can be more clear about it. Well, okay, the, the thing, Tina, the, the number one reason that we have heard from these ghosts, oh, honey, I, and I can't even tell you how many times we've heard it, they are afraid if they go to heaven, they're going to get sent to hell. That's the number one reason why these ghosts tell us they're not going to go to the other side. Mm-mm. Nope, not going to go. And they, they actually believe, uh, well, if they hang out in this tanning parlor or they hang out in that treatment center or they hang out in that person's garage, that they say to us, God can't find me if I'm hiding here on earth. So I'm going to stay here. And, um, and we say to them, really, you're going really, to stay in this person's garage now until eternity? Yes. Right. It's like, oh, God, and uh, and then you know the other. Oh, okay, so there's six main reasons. Another one of them 
that I'm running or I ran into a lot was folks who don't believe in life after death. So their physical body dies. They think nothing is going to happen. They think body goes in the ground. It's all over. That's it. But their soul comes out of their body at the time of death. And they're like, whoa, what's going on? I don't, I don't understand this. And angels, deceased loved ones come to talk to them to say, you know, there is a heaven. Come with me. I'll take you over there. No, 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 no. They don't believe it. They think they're hallucinating. They think they're making stuff up. They think uh, we've had some of them ask us if we work for Satan and are we trying to recruit people? You know what, honey? I, I really, as I was putting all the pieces to the book together, I realized it's all based on our belief systems. And so if our grandparents believed something and they told our parents that and then our parents taught that to us, we have to examine, you know, what do we believe about life after death? And is there a heaven and is there a hell? And do we really think that there is a place where we go and burn until eternity? I mean, I mean, she to think about how many times can you actually burn? I mean, that, that, that makes no sense to me to to go hang out in right, some place. Right. I mean, let's get real. And so, well, but but, but don't you think so that people think because of the upbringings of some indoctrined religions, right? Yes. People think all very negative that God is like your abusive father who's always pissed off yeah. and always looking for yeah. always going to get the belt you're going to get the belt you know what I mean yeah so yeah I mean I have clients say yeah. to me all the time why why does God hate me so much yeah and yeah you know and then also I think human beings can be and I'm, I say this with love human beings can be inherently lazy and so I they agree. think having to learn a lesson or having to do some kind of work is some kind of yeah. sign that God hates you and it's punishment. But work should feel good, just like people are like, why do I have to get a job? My life sucks, you know? Yeah. So they yeah. have this, this fear of judgment that has been put on them, and I get it, because if you read a lot of uh, indoctrined uh, religious books, there's a lot of, yes. there's a lot of judgment. Right. But then again, yep. I don't like to say there's never judgment, because the universe is, uh, my mom called it upsetting the order of the balance of the universe. She called upsetting the balance of the universe. There is a definite balance to the universe. And if you do something to upset that, if you think you're going to mm-hmm. throw kittens in a sack and throw them in the river, and when you get home, oh. God's going to be like, oh, that's okay. You went to church. Oh. Um, <laughs> think again. So, you know what I mean? So there are oh. ways where, you know, we are in school here. We're in soul school, and oh. we are going to be held accountable for our uh, malarkey in the same yep. way that, that you would on the earth if you did something. Yes. Totally agree, honey. Yep. The only difference is on the earth, you got to get caught. Spirit knows all. <laughs> so, yes. You don't have to. You're already caught. <laughs> but I think people oh. focus on very, uh, you know, earthbound things like well maybe i i shouldn't be uh, you know is it is my, something wrong with my is, is it okay to be gay or does god hate me because i'm in an interracial marriage or 
I had an abortion. Like they're all focused on these very earthbound things and not on the more conceptual comment concepts like, wow, we got nice to other people. Good grief. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah. Did the answer machine okay. get you? How annoying. Um, I have a... I'm just excited because I now know someone who has a landline. I do have a landline. <laughs> Honey, I was told to get a landline for the interviews for the book. So I went out and got a landline. Yeah. I'm oh, right. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's fantastic. And... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it's kind of that old school fear of, of the cell phone, which I think actually has wonderful coverage now. It's not like it used to be in the 90s when you took your life in your hands doing an interview on a cell phone. Yep. That's true. Oh, God. Yes, that's true. Sorry for all the noise. No, we're got it. We're all good here. Okay. So what are you finding particularly challenging about being a spiritual healer in the summer of 2022? Oh, you know what I find challenging is a lot of people want readings. They want to know about their future. And you know what, honey? Uh, my guides are saying, mm-mm, can I answer people's questions about the future? Um, it, it's an odd feeling, almost like, how do I want to say this? Like it's up to people. Like, well, what are you going to yeah. create for your future? Instead of yeah. sitting back and wondering what God has in store for you. No, it, it's like people have to realize the the whole thing of manifesting and what are their thoughts creating and I I, I it's an interesting time again I mean we could say that it for is, the last right? few years yeah it no really but it is. is I agree with you and it's funny because I think so many people have been conditioned and I'm going to say this and I say this with love Echo so many yeah. people have been conditioned by psychic hotlines. That oh, you call, yes. or by the people who have the neon hand in their window, that yep. which is I've always kind of wanted because it's cool. But I'm just saying. Yeah. But if you yeah. that that you come and you ask the question about the future, and that clients will ask me something, and then they'll come back to me two years later, and they'll say, "But you said," and I'm like, "Yeah, but you got to understand. When mm-hmm. I told you that, you said you were going to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C." You didn't do any of those things. What you did was, you know, when you said everything was going to, my best friend and I were going to make up. Yeah, but I didn't ask you to send her 100 emails, call her a bitch, and tell her never to talk to you again. You, you have to understand, people have to understand the element of free will, right? You, yes. you can yes. screw up your own future, or you yes. can make it better. If, yes. you know, I always refer yes. people to Nostradamus, right? Nostradamus, who was such a brilliant oracle, saw the two uh-huh. different futures. He saw us in the garden and he saw us blowing each other up. He saw the mushroom cloud and he said, Mm -hmm. it will be up to people to decide how it ends. Mm -hmm. So you, you decide whether or not you blow up your own life or you turn it into a garden. It's it's up to you. And I think people don't want to accept their responsibility in it. No, they don't. It's interesting because, um, it's interesting because my, my girlfriend is a therapist and I see the difference in people that go to therapists and people that come to us, even though in essence what we do is very similar. 
And I yes. think that when people go to therapists, they've been taught by society, you go to a therapist to do the work. I think mm-hmm. people sometimes come to us because they want to skip the work and just pick up the answers. Yeah, I agree. But there really I... is no skipping the work because spirit doesn't allow you to skip the work, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, but then again, you know, a lot of people still skip it. And then they go on to the other side, and they carry all that with them. That's the other thing I've yeah. seen is so many, you know, like this angel that works with me. Her name is Lily, and she's just the sweetest lady. And she says, heaven is full of wounded souls. And she says, I go tell people to heal their wounds before they come back home. Why bring all that stuff yeah. with them? And, uh, yeah. you, know, you know, the other day... Somebody had said something about, I can't, I can't remember how or what brought this up, but imagine, okay, you graduate from high school, now you go off to college. So you go off to college for four years, and you stuff all of your garbage in a, in a big black garbage bag, and, and then you go back home. So do you really want to take all that garbage back home with you? No. So deal yeah. with it yeah. at the time it comes up. Get rid of it at the time it happens. And that's one thing that a lot of people, um, God, I remember a really good friend of mine, uh, she found out she had lung cancer. And, um, and I said, you know, are there a lot of, is there a lot of emotional pain in you? And she said, oh, my God, yes. But she said, I would rather die than talk about it with anybody. So I didn't say it, but I thought, well, that's, exactly what's going to happen because she refused she refused to go to therapy refused to talk about it um she just said she had a horrible childhood and she said it's in the past so i'm going to leave it in the past well no it doesn't stay in the past as you and i both know so unfortunately when these people die they take it home with them and that's just so sad yeah, so. yeah, I agree, and I think, and for the living as well, right? Like my favorite novel in the whole giant world is, is A Christmas Carol, and it's because to me it has every single thing in it that you need if you just yeah. find the lessons in it. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and I agree. For as short as it is, it has everything. And, you know, the main mm-hmm. lesson of it is it's never too late to start again. Mm-hmm. You, I agree. You can start oh, over. My mama used yeah. to say, "You can't, you can't. Um, oh God, you can't change how you, you can't change the past, but you can change how you live every day." Yeah. And yeah. it's true, you can change how you live every day. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Deal with it now. Don't be yeah. bogged down by dragging your chains around in the middle of the night, moaning and wailing. Um, yes. And that yes. doesn't mean you go to hell and a, a, a nasty little thing pokes you in the ass with a pitchfork. It doesn't mean that. It just means, yep. you know, I think the idea, right, of Barley visiting Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, he's not in hell, but he is dragging around the burden of what he didn't work through. Yeah. And we're very lucky that we're allowed the opportunity to come back and try again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again and again and again until we get it right. But, yeah. um, but still, you it gets a little harder if you don't, you know, if you if you don't work through it, it gets worse the next time. So you, I know, at sweetie. some point, you have 
do the work. And I think the work is great. I love the work. Look, are there days where I'm tired and exhausted, think, oh, my God, life is a lot? Sure, we all have those days. But I think yep. the lessons you have to learn, the work you have to do, and the challenge of it is actually very exciting. But mm-hmm. I, just, I just like to work in general in a spiritual way and in an earthbound way. I'm a worker. Um, but if yep. you are here to be lazy, then you better hope you have a life where your lesson is you get to kick back and be lazy this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of wonderment and a lot of fun and a lot of beauty and a lot of great things. But it's yes. not always going to be, why is it so hard? Why can't every relationship just be perfect? You know, why can't everyone, this is going to, you know this one, Echo. Why can't everyone yeah. I meet be the one? Well, <laughs> oh, because yes. Yes. there's only one <laughs> one, and so everyone can't be the one, or it wouldn't be the one. It would be called the all. So, yes. you know, that's right. it's, yeah. it's, I feel like a lot of my time doing this work, and I haven't been doing it nearly as long as you have because I came out later in life, it, although I feel like I've always done it with friends and people that I interview, we just never talk, talk, called it this, is Got it. kind of rallying people to sort of, you know, pick up the baton and, and run the relay of their own life. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do the work they have to do to make the money, get the spouse, yep. repair yep. the friendship, yep. whatever it is they're seeking, right? Walk the spiritual mm-hmm. path. Mm-hmm. That's right. <clears throat> you know, honey, I, I recently started, I got this idea. God, I think it was just last week. Um, I was mowing the grass. That's when I get so many, I get inspired right. when I mow the grass. So I was out mowing the grass, and I had this vision of a a column on my website called the Higher Perspective. And so, I what I want to do is encourage people to send me a paragraph of you know the kind of hell they're going through right now, and let's try to look at it from the highest perspective possible to see why the universe thought it was a good idea that they go through this particular situation. And I'm really excited yeah, about it. it. Yeah, honey. I, it, it's like, okay, come on. I mean, that's what the guides have been saying, too, is that God looks at everything from a higher perspective, not, oh, poor you, but, oh, my gosh, look what you get to learn, you know, that kind of thing. And that's exactly. What, exactly right. <laughs> Look at how lucky you are that I gave you slight we I think a spirit right. is we we gave you life lessons to learn isn't that amazing? Yes, yes, honey, yes, really. I mean, the but other you thing have that I'm going to be excited about doing the work. It's all about being excited about doing the work, and it's and and enjoying yep. the victories, right? Enjoy the things in your life that are going great. Live in a, in a glass half full perspective, not always complaining about what hasn't happened, but being mm-hmm. so thankful for what has. Because mm-hmm. and I tell clients this all the time, right? If you're looking for reasons that your life sucks, you'll find them. Oh, yes. But, but yes. why that? There's no reason to look for that. Look for reasons why your life is amazing. And you'll find yes. that too. I know. I know. Yes, I'm hoping that, you know... That's another thing the angel said to me is that um, Earth has a victim consciousness and that we have uh-huh. to 
we have to pull ourselves up higher and look at things from a higher perspective. Why why would my soul have wanted to have that experience instead of always feeling like a victim? And then that goes back to the whole thing with God and what people believe about God. And oy, 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 we could go on forever talking about this stuff. So right, sure. it's good to talk about it. Yeah, it is good that we're talking about this stuff because I don't know, you know, I want I want people to enjoy their life instead of dread it so much or go through their whole feeling like a victim. It's like, no, 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 no. So that's what's important you now is just trying to steer people up a little higher in the way they think about things. Yeah. I 100% agree. And, but See, isn't, so that's isn't it interesting to how people, um, just like the talk going back to your book, right? I feel how people want to think everything not of this earth is coming to kill us. <laughs> yes. You know? Oh, yes. it must evil it's evil everything's evil and again i will say again if you're looking for things in the world that are not of the light you will find them don't look yes, for them but everything right. you encounter is not coming to eat your soul um <laughs> but if you like that and you're, you're putting that out there then guess what you're attracting you know, you know i mean it's and then oh i think in God. the paranormal I love my paranormal community, but then in the paranormal yes. community with the, you know, oh, I just want to see a demon and I want to be where there's a demon and boy, that's dumb. God, is that ever dumb? Why would somebody want that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Go, I don't know. I want to go to this place, but I only want to go where there's a demon. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> You know, oh, just go to the how movies evil for that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, man. Come over here, I'll neighbors. Then you'll know evil. <laughs> um, oh, man. It's, it's not like you're the lady who calls the city if my grass gets longer than two inches. It's just like seeing a demon in a haunted house. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's... it's it's so odd to me that we're so focused on that, and it's uh, it's something I think humanity really needs to work on. Yeah, I do too. I do too, honey. It's crazy. Um, it's so. Yeah. Are you finding? Um, have you found in your life that there's been pushback with that idea? Is that what inspired the book of people fearing what's not of the earth? Yes. Yes. People. Well, and I mean, look at the TV shows and the movies. They're always about scaring people. And I understand, yes, it's fun to get scared once in a while. But, um, I mean, let's be realistic. So I just, like, no, I want to make this real. I want to make this stuff real for people. Um, Ghosts are people. And they have their issues. and, uh, And you, too. The name of the book is uh, How to Live a Happily Ever After Life. And people can have an happily ever after life instead of thinking they're going to go to hell and uh, there is no such thing as heaven and um, people that are terrified of change. It's like, oh, my God, come on, people. 
So, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what and I are doing tonight. We're we're hopefully waking people up. Just waking them up. Come on, wake up, wake up. That's what I, I, I want to do. I think. I think yeah. I think that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? Where can they get the book? And will you come back and do this with me again? Because I'd love it. Oh, honey, we have so much fun together. We always do. I love doing your show. Let's do this um, on a regular basis. We'll pick a thing to talk about every time. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yes, that would be really fun. We should. All right, let's um, let's put it on the, I was going to say the back burner, but let's put it on the front burner so we don't forget. And then where can nice. we find the book? Um, you know what, honey, the book, the book, has hit all the stores as of August 1st. And, of course, gosh, I, asked my, I asked my publisher um, last week how pre-sales are going, and he said they've already, 2,000 books have already gone out of the warehouse, and he said Amazon has have already put in a second order for it. So people can order it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, anywhere, really. I'm pretty excited about it. So, how, I to love live, that. How, how to live happily ever after life. Definitely check it out because I think people really enjoy it. Forward by our darling Chip Who yeah. we love. I, I love him and yes. I love you and I love that you love each other. <laughs> yes, we do love each other. <laughs> he calls me. Thank you. freaking Odin. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Thank you yeah. for being here with me, my friend. I adore you, and let's do this again soon. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. The wonderful Echo Bodine, everybody. If you missed those links, SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. That's how you can find me for all of your spiritual psychic needs and all of my information on radio shows, my talk show, video stuff, whatever I'm doing, it's all there, SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. Or find me everywhere on social media. I'm just at Sheena Metal. Uh, until I see you next time, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always raise your vibration, and remember that you are loved and you are loved. I'm Sheena Metal. I'll see you next week. You take care of you. We're here every Tuesday at 5 o'clock Pacific time. It's Raising the Vibration on LiveParanormal.com and iHeartRadio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.